0: Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.OmegaManRadio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to nine zero three zero West Sahara Avenue, suite six six five, Las Vegas, Nevada, eight nine one one seven. We thank you. Are you ready?
1: to Mega Man Radio. I'm your host Shannon Davis. This is a live program tonight. I want to welcome everybody listening to this program wherever you may be in the world. Live or on MP3. Uh, praise God. We've got a great lineup tonight. First guest up is going to be good friend Al Cuppett. Brother Al Cuppett. We're going to get him on here shortly. And uh, if you would like to t- call in and talk with Brother Al, we're going to open up the lines tonight. 917-889-2745. Let me drop the gangplank. Brother Al, how are you, brother?
0: Yeah, I'm here, and I would say something that I had nothing to do with the first six minutes of this thing, okay? <laughs> I want to take. you.
1: Praise God. Is that what it's called? Is it the gangplank i got to lower down?
0: I'm just going to the fantail. I can jump across from the dock over to the deck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amen. You know, uh, those are some of the old-timey songs, brother.
0: Uh, they're not either. <laughs> I wish they were, Bruce. I really <laughs> wish they were, Shannon, but they're not.
1: Well, you know, it, it, it's it's hard to find... Some uh, songs that the twin brothers would recognize.
0: That's right. That's right. And the old rugged cross would be one of them, but you got to find somebody that knows how to sing it anymore. Amen. Amen.
1: And uh, also, you got to get permission to run some of these songs, or they'll sue you, folks.
0: Well, some of them. Some of them are the ones. (laughs) The Fanny J. Crosby ones are public domain by now. So,
1: well, praise God, Uh, brother Al. How you been doing, my friend?
0: Well, I'm just watching this thing go from bad to worse. Like my buddy Bob said, he said the last quarter of. 10 in the first quarter of 11, well, we had these terrible, terrible storms and snow in the last quarter, and then we've got, I mean, I don't have to tell folks what's going on in this first quarter, which ends tomorrow, um, January, February, and March. It's been horrendous, and uh, like you said, it's going to be anything but heaven in 2011, and 12 is going to be hell come down.
1: So hang on, folks. It's rough. Anything but heaven in 2011. I like that.
0: That's what he said, and uh, it's turning out to be that. He he gave me a prophecy about a terrible earthquake and stuff's going to happen back in, oh, he he gave it to me about, I think, in December, and I I looked at it. It was so horrible, I just stuck it in the file. But after the Japan thing, I sent it out because I I thought, man, oh, man, I better send this thing out before it's too late.
1: (laughs) My goodness. Uh, What's the bottom line about the Japan earthquake?
0: Well, I don't well, you, know. You know, everybody talks about heart, but uh, that thing happened on March 11th. 11 is a number in the King James Bible for judgment, and 3 is a number for divine. So 311 is divine judgment. And we found that September 11th was also judgment of, of God's judgment on this country. And so I, I, the Lord, I know, can allow this uh, this evil force, which he refers to as as a baden in one of my buddy's prophetic revelations, brother Rob—not the not Bob, but Rob—and he said that uh, Florida was going to be destroyed by the force of a baden, which is an evil force. And I suspect they are jiggling the jet stream and causing weather warfare, and and they can uh, send terrible storms. And Florida, by the way, is sand and water. It's. Uh, its limestone base is about 15 feet below the sand down there, and that whole place is nothing but sand and water. So, in the event of a cataclysmic hurricane and and and, and catastrophic winds, you could see that sand just go into liquef- liquefaction, and that place could wipe out like it, you know, like when it came. So, uh, we're looking at catastrophic stuff, folks. I mean, we saw in the fl- fall the last few months of. Of 2010, we had three foot of mud in Laguna Beach, California. Six counties were declared disaster areas due to mudslides, and we haven't seen it all. They haven't shown us all the stuff that's going on in the world, but it's it's really catastrophic. It just we have a, a, we've arrived at apocalyptic times, and obviously the, signs, the times of Jacob trouble. Our beginning and over in the Middle East, we see all this unrest over there. There's a purpose behind all that, and we're going to see it. You're going to live to see it, folks. You're going to live to see it, like, like, like the prophets have been saying for 50 years now.
1: Amen. You know, Brother Al, in my spirit the last couple of days, I've been hearing Watchmen one of the night. What do you know about that?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. When I was in Vietnam praying about the pre-trib rapture, I had preached in my home church. I'd have been saved about a year, and I went to my home church and I preached four of the five nights that he wanted me to preach. And my wife got mad she wasn't saved and wanted to go eat out on the Friday night. And so we went went to a restaurant and we, I couldn't get in because I, I didn't have a tie on. <laughs> so that didn't work. So I said, I told you I should have gone to church. But anyhow, four of those five nights, and I preached on Matthew 24. I'd never been to Bible school, I just preached what it said. And I didn't put any rapture in it, and there's no rapture in Matthew 24. And Jesus is talking to his disciples, Christian Jews, Christians, and or Jews. And uh, so the preacher got up and said, uh, well, we don't believe quite like that. And I said, well, what do you mean you don't believe? You know, I didn't go to some of your God Bible school, nor did my great uncle, okay, the twin brothers. And so he said, well, we don't believe about this. We're going to go through this terrible stuff. I said, okay, fine. Well, I got to Vietnam, and I started praying about it. And I prayed for three days about this pre-trib rapture. And all of a sudden, on the morning of the fourth day, I got a little book in the mail with no return address. I don't know who sent it or where it came from. Maybe an angel dropped it in the mail. But it was called Watchman, What of the Night? And it said, The day cometh, but also the night. And in that book, I read it, and it says, I said, "Uh-oh, there's more than one position on this rapture deal," and I see now why my preacher was upset because he believed in the pre-trib, and I didn't preach pre-trib, and I never have since I was on my knees in Saigon, Vietnam, at Yen uh, at Province where I had my where our barracks was. And you mentioned Watchman, one of the night, and it says the day cometh, but also the night. And so we're we're approaching that right now, and it's quite apropos that you'd be getting that the, those words, because I got them in Vietnam when I knew there was going to be no pre-tribulation rapture. Now, I'm not sure if it's going to be a mid-trib or post-trib, but I know one thing. We're going to have three and a half years of pure hell on this earth. The Christian church is going to suffer. They've already been suffering, and we haven't even got to that. Uh, I think this thing will start this summer, this the last seven years, countdown will start. I fully believe that.
1: Brother, I believe um, we could be, be right there at that door, like you're saying. This right. pre-tribulation is a lie from the pits of hell.
0: It is. And That's if right. I offend
1: some people, I'm sorry. But you know what? We're preparing, Brother I, Al and I and others, to endure till the end. Either we That's lose right. our heads for Jesus, or we see him part the clouds at the last trump. Now, if I'm wrong, and we get out of here early, well, then you know what? It's not going to be an offense to me. I'm going to be leaping for joy. Right, but for but for those that are looking for the imminent return of Jesus Christ to happen tomorrow, and they don't read the Bible and says at first they're going to deliver you up to the death. Right, they're going to think that they're doing God's a service, and you know you're going to be offended, folks, when the rapture didn't come like the the cotton candy evangelists have been preaching it.
0: Right, That's you know, right. trying
1: to tickle your ears so that you would throw some more money into the offering plate.
0: That's right. You christ build a crystal cathedral for the oh cathedral. yeah. TV well, preachers and you know this, with, like Bruce, like uh, Shannon's saying, it's it's endure to the end. This is not focus on the family. We don't need uh, psychologists <laughs> in the church. We need preachers who uh, and Holy Ghost filled people who can hear from God, who can hear the word of the Lord, Amen, and can and tell the saints of God what's happening and to teach them how so they can hear the hear the words of, of of the Lord speaking in that still small voice. And to get back to the old ways of doing things, get back to the, the old the old Bible and get back to the old ways the church did the old hymn books and the old songs. Amen. Go back the way it was done because we have some have never have,
1: heard of them, Al.
0: Well, we some have never heard landmarks.
1: of the old songs, brother.
0: Well, the Bible says, "Remove not the ancient landmark with the fathers have set," and the the landmarks in the church in two in nineteen twenty through nineteen fifty and sixty were was the King James Bible and a hymn book. And now we've thrown both of those out, and that's the bottom line. And we are, we've are we entered into this praise and worship syndrome, and you can't do praise and worship unless you've got your heart clean because you can carry sin into the throne room of God if you get up to do praise and you haven't got your heart clean by the washing by the water of the word and and washing of regeneration and renewing in the Holy Ghost, you can take sin into the throne room of God. And David Wilkerson preached that sermon. I didn't preach it. And this is what's going on in our churches, and the Jesuits have brought this thing about just as they brought about this Darbyism, the pre-tribulation rapture. In 1843, they brought this thing out in Darby, England. Margaret Macdonald gave this, and that's a that's an Irish name or a Scottish name, most likely Irish. She spit this prophecy out, and the people people bought into it, and a bunch of people bought into it, and the Jesuits let them willingly buy into it. And if you go to India and preach a pre-tribulation rapture, they'll say, Uncle, where'd you get that doctrine? You know, they didn't go to Semis of God Bible School or at, uh, at uh, Central Bible College. They didn't go to a Church of God Bible School in Lee College, you know. They didn't hear that lie. And uh, so, Amen. you know, they, they just... Uh, they don't. They don't. They ask you, Uncle, where'd you learn that, Doctor? Now we, we we're going to have to endure this thing. Well, the people in India, some of the churches have been already been enduring terrible stuff. Uh, my friends have been uh, had his equipment smashed, and one one Australian missionary got burned up in his van, in his jeep, while he was sleeping in it. And uh, you know, it's it, we're here, folks. We arrived. The people in Rwanda in 1994, that the Tutsis, uh, the Hutus were killing the Tutsis, and the Tutsis were a Christian tribe. And then all of a sudden you found out that the modern Hutus were being killed. Well, what were they? Well, they were Christians, too. Nobody told you that Hotel Rwanda There's a movie out on it. Hotel Rwanda, it's a very documentary movie, and it's really good. Great movie.
1: Great movie.
0: And But you don't understand, and never say in there, the ethnic cleansing was Christians they were butchering. So, you know.
1: Amen. You know, and uh, some people, Al, have never even read the Word of God. No. What, I'm, what am I talking about that? I'm talking that, about that corrupted... Yeah, version that many of you are holding is not the Word of God, folks. That's what right. Did you, uh, what did you just hear a brother preach? I think it was it John W. Hill.
0: John W. Hill. Yeah, he pre- he's got a, he got a video out of uh, Iden, North Carolina, or his box number is Greenville, North Carolina. He's got a he's got a, a half hour tape on the NIV's attack on Jesus Christ, and I tell you, he does a really good job, and uh, he quotes the same scriptures I've been quoting. Of course, I've been doing that since 1986, and. uh he, he he put that tape out, and it's a spectacular tape. And I mean, it, he don't want to offend people, but I guarantee it'll offend you if you've got an NIV Bible, because that Bible came from the pit of hell, and it was brought up purposely to destroy the power of the Holy Spirit in the church. And uh, when the power was destroyed, then they brought in the dumb songs. And then now we've got, uh, nobody knows what's going on in these churches. It's peace, joy, and love, and the church is polluted. The Holy Spirit is bound because He cannot act contrary to the Word of God, nor in the absence thereof. And those Bibles are not the Word of God. You have another Christ, and you have another another Gospel.
1: Amen. Many are following another Jesus. They've taken most of the references to prayer and fasting right. out of these modern versions. They they're calling God a uh, a neutral gender. Right. It could be could be female. They've taken he and she out of the Word of God. They're going in there and they're trying to make it. Um, what's it, yeah. what's the term Screw it?
0: Yeah, it's just absolutely, it's an affront to God Almighty, and he is angry beyond belief.
1: Witches and warlocks, atheists, homosexuals, sitting on some of these boards. And it's about money now, folks. For many of these uh, New Age versions, they don't care. They'll keep changing it to keep up with the times, in their opinion. But, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm the Lord thy God. I change not over Malachi. Lord Jesus Christ doesn't change. Let me give it back to you, brother.
0: Well, what happens is, it says in Luke 13, I think it is verse um, eighteen and nineteen, "How would I liken the kingdom." And it says, "A seed drops into the earth and it grows up into a big tree and, and birds got into it and, and, and lodged in it, and that's how the kingdom of God was supposed to be. And that's how Paul and Peter and James and John, when their first century church, they went, they went to the known world with the, the spoken preached word, most of it was spoken word, okay? They preached as they knew and from the Holy Spirit. Then, we, after about 150 years, we went into the Dark Ages, and we had no printed word. We, the, the, founding, the founding apostles were gone, and for about 1260 years, until Luther's 1534 Bible came out, we had no printed word. And, of course, then revival came, and then the King James Bible came. It was the seventh translation, and it was built on seven languages, and it took them seven years to translate it. And revival started, and everywhere the missionaries carried the Bible, including our own country, the Word of God prospered, and, and the Gospel of Christ prospered, and, and souls were saved. All of a sudden, the Jesuits came out with new translation Bibles from the Alexandrian manuscripts, and now, if you look at those Bibles very closely, you will find they are not the Word of God. And if I and so then he says, how I in the kingdom of God, it says a woman took three measures of meal, and she put leaven in it, Three is the number for divinity. The meal is the actual manuscript copies of the word of God. They polluted the manuscript copies. And he says, and now the whole lump has been leavened. And the church that you and I are in today, wherever we go, we are now walking and living in that leavened kingdom. The kingdom has been leavened. And we've got to endure this thing. And it says, if the foundations be destroyed, the foundations are the word of God. And Jesus is the chief cornerstone, but the only way He can be the chief and perfect cornerstone is if you have a perfect is if you have a perfect Bible, and if your Bible is counterfeited, you don't have a perfect Bible. You don't have a perfect Jesus anymore. You don't have a perfect walk with the Lord if you even have one at all. And this whole thing is going down the tubes. And in, and this evil has come into our churches, and the church so goes. The church so goes. The nation, and as the churches plummeted into into degradation and and a debauchery. Well, my church is doing okay. No, it's not. You just think it is. You don't know what you don't. Know. You haven't seen the church that I saw in 1945. You haven't seen the church that I saw in 1950 and 55. Amen. Most of you weren't born back then. You weren't even born then, so you can't possibly know what I saw and what my great uncle and my grandfather, my mother, and my father saw. And so here we are now, and the people are running around and wringing their hands trying to find trying to. They they show, seek they seek the truth and they can't find it. They go from east to the west looking for the truth, like engineers. It, and it, yeah, and, and and they're hearing sermons that don't mean nothing, and they're, they're contributing their money to these cesspits. And amen. <laughs> here we are. Amen. The evil truth. came in. The evil has now come in in the vacuum of righteousness and holiness. The evil has come in, and here we are.
1: How they've got a false message and no power.
0: And That's one right.
1: of the reasons is that people are not in the Word of God. And if they've got a Bible in their hand, they're in. Corrupted word.
0: That's right. We need to get
1: back to the King James Bible. We need, if you don't understand 100 of the words, go buy a Daniel Webster 1828 dictionary, the big green one.
0: Right. And where, it says, and where it says obsolete, if you look up the word like re-reward, R-E-R-E-W-R-D, it's found several times, re-reward. Well, re-reward is a rear guard, and it'll say O-B-S, obsolete, or A-R-C-H, archaic, meaning rear guard. That's all you got to have. You don't need Greek and Hebrew. My goodness, don't get involved in that. You don't know what Greek and Hebrew. How, I, I can speak Greek all, all day, but you don't understand it. And I don't need it because God gave me a perfect Bible. And there's an, a miracle code behind it that proves it's perfect. And get back to the old ancient landmarks. Get back to the, the, the forefathers the way the forefathers. But see, most folks don't know what church is supposed to be like. And, and they have no concept of what church used to be like. And,
1: you think it's uh, supposed to be a social club, brother?
0: Well, yeah, and they have they have spaghetti dinners and they have uh, uh, garage sales. That ain't how you raise money, folks. You're supposed to raise money by tithes and offerings. And uh, God will never honor a church if it doesn't if it doesn't pay their tithe. If the people don't pay their tithes and the church don't tithe on the on the church's increase.
1: Amen, and, folks. And the church is not about putting on puppet shows and mime and right. spinning around and twirling,
0: That's doing ballroom right.
1: dancing on the uh, the front stage. <laughs> That's what did right. you Jesus Christ do pantomime? Come on.
0: That's right. That's right. This, we, uh, this church I was in after oh, I, tried to, I tried to found this church with seven other guys. And this pastor had been to Bible school, and he'd been brainwashed by the Jesuits. And next thing you know, this stuff was all going wrong. And all of a sudden, two of our guys went out and blowed up six abortion clinics. I said, oh, dear Jesus, what is going on? I knew it was bad, Lord, but what have we done? And then he showed me. Wrong Bible, wrong songs. Amen. So, you know. Amen.
1: Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, we've got Brother Al Cuppet on tonight. And, uh, Brother Al, we've got a question out of the chat room. Okay. If you please ask Brother Al to give us um, an update on Apostacani? And well, tell uh, how you came up upon that name for those that have never heard of that.
0: Well, you know, I went to a Dean Burgan Society meeting, which is a group that defends the King James Bible. And they were all talking about defending the King James Bible. And one guy named D.O. Hollywood, David O. Hollywood, I think his name is, he spoke on the New World Order. And he said there's a guy named Apakostani. That's how he pronounced it. And I wrote that name in my Bible flap. And I had that that thing in my Bible flap. And that was was July the 16th of 1987. And that's... That fall, I went to uh, uh, an exercise reforger from the Pentagon. I went over there, and I was up praying, and I had run into a sergeant major over there, and he said, do you know about the New World Order? I said, well, not a whole lot. That's back in 87, and he says, well, I said, do you know about the Bibles? He says, no. I said, tell you what, here's some Bible information. And I started thinking about the New World Order, and it, the words kept running through my spirit, and I got ready to, I usually get up and pray at 3 o'clock. And uh, but I had to get up I had to be out at Minden, Germany with 3rd Armored Division uh, at 5 o'clock for an exercise so I said Lord why don't I just start praying here at like 9 o'clock and I'll pray my hour and then I go to bed and get up at 5 or 3.30 or whatever and get out there on the, where the, at, the, at the exercise point point." and I was praying and I heard the Spirit say write out the name that you heard that you wrote in your Bible flap well I wrote out the words apostakani, not apakustani, but apostakani, and it came out. And I wrote it in A P O S T I K A N I. And so I put the key and the algorithm together, which is a one a times one times six equals six, and b times is b times two, you know, is is twelve and eighteen, and there's a it's a, it's a key and algorithm. And I figured it up, and it didn't come out right. I said, Wait a minute, Lord! I had a revelation. What happened? He said, Well just just uh, you was in Greece for two years, just try the Greek alphabet. And sure enough when I put in there A Pi O Sigma T I K and I, it came out to six sixty six. And I didn't have anything to do with that. I just uh oh and I about stunned myself when it when it came out. And I kept it to myself until about eighty eight when a vision was given to Debbie and she said that they were we were in this Catholic church And they were teaching the people how to say this name. And we were looking at this screen, and there was a going across the bottom was the name, and they were saying Apostacani. And she had been in my class for about a year and a half back in '86 to '89. And she had this dream. And so we found out here it is this thing starts to develop. And I wrote a paper up on it and I sent it out three pages, 300 people for three cents a sheet. In 89, I'm riding down the road on the way to work, and I couldn't ride in the carpool that day because the carpool, I don't let you listen to the radio, and I had security check that night, so I was coming to 7th and Maryland Avenue, and I pulled through the red light, and it says, it gave a, it gave a name, a so-and-so, Apostacani says, we must have peace among the warring factions in Lebanon, and that is the first time I heard that name on a, in a public media. And so, it just, it just kept coming more and more information kept flooding in he's got an airplane with his name scripted up the tail uh he's been doing these lying wonder miracles he's been seen he's been in israel he's been at dulles airport we've seen the airplane he's 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 this secret channel that they talk about that does these these peace negotiations and stuff it's a secret channel and one day he's going to pop forth and then uh Professor Tom, who said, hey, Al, he says, this thing's going to be spelled A-P-O-S-T-I-K-A-N-E in English, and uh, the word antenna is singular, Antenna with an E on the end is plural. This guy will be a plural being, and uh, if there's ever a revelation that I got, I prayed about this thing on about February of 88. I said, Lord, if this is all true, I want you to give me, show me the scripture, and I woke up about midnight and I opened my Bible to first John chapter two where Antichrist is found three times and this great peace swept over me, like I hadn't had since I got saved, and I thought, Man, I must be in heaven here. And I looked outside to make sure I was still in my house. And I looked at there's that scripture. The scripture popped out at me. And the next morning I'm going down the road. Once again I was going down the road on security check by myself. And this preacher was preaching, and he said, "If you get something from the Lord, you'll get a you'll get a word in your own spirit. You'll get a word from a brother or a sister." He said, "What did he say? You'll get a you'll get uh, one other thing." He said, "You'll get a peace that passes all understanding." And I had all four of them, and the guy was preaching those very same precepts the next morning. And I said, "I have got it," and so um, it just developed slowly but surely, and that's one of the three revelations that the Lord has given me. One was Ron Brown was killed with a dry ice bullet, and the other revelation the Lord showed me that the New World Order is locating these militia guys' ammo, ammunition, and they're going back at night, and they're spiking the ammunition with high explosives, so so when they shoot the rounds off, they're going to blow up. And those are the three revelations that the Lord gave me that I know of, and uh, he gave me a couple other minor ones that doesn't pertain to much, just showing me some things. But uh, I will stake everything I know on what I told you about that revelation. And so I got ready to, I said, Lord, if you want me to send a, I'll send, I'll send a flyer out on this. And so I said, if you wake me at one, I'll send a hundred, two, I'll send two hundred, three at three hundred. He woke me at three, zero, zero. I went downtown that day, and here was a little Chinese fellow down there and had a little print shop. And I said, how much will you charge me for these three sheets for three hundred copies? And he said, I'll charge you three cents apiece. That has a lot to do with Scripture and marriage, brother. And so uh, this thing is just going on, and uh, there's more to it than that. I don't have the thing up. Uh, any of you out there who, who'd like to have it, if you'll write me a letter at Box 111, Wolftown, Virginia, and send me your email address, I will email the revelation. Uh, I rehearsed the matter from the beginning by order, like Peter did. Uh, from the very beginning, and I put it in there one piece at a time, exactly how we got it. When I was in Israel speaking back in 2006, and it may have been the same year that we went there.
1: Amen. Uh, let's see. We, you and I were there together. Was that when you went up to uh, speak at the?
0: Yeah, yeah. I went up Rabin, to Israel Center. Uh... I went up to Israel Center to speak. Amen. And uh, when I got uh, speaking in this Jewish fellow got up in the back and says, "Al, that name Apostle Connie, that means apostate priest in Jewish in Hebrew." I said, Well that's what he's gonna be. He's gonna be an apostate. That's what it means. Apostate apostani and the kani is like Koan, okay, or Koan. And uh he said that means apostate priest and it means the same thing in in, uh, in the uh further back in the Greek language too. It's a cognitive word. And if you'll notice, um, you have uh you have Aleph, Beth, and Gimel and in Greek, you have Alpha Beta, Gamma. So the Greek is pretty well related, close to the Hebrew. It, it came after the Hebrew, but the first three letters of the alphabet are very, very close. and I didn't check out the rest of them, but uh, that is what the guy is going to be. He's going to be in the, he is the greatest apostate that's ever going to be. And uh, Tom wrote me a, a note many years back, and he said it, the guy's name is Ramat Ahmad. Apostacani. It has three names, just like I heard on the radio in '89. I didn't catch the first two names, but I heard the last name. And sure enough, those three words come to twenty-one letters. Right? Twenty-one is the number for sin in the in the King James, and this is the man of sin. So hey Amen. He's got to rise,
1: folks, before we get out of here. That's yeah, yeah. Things that got to happen. No, Jesus can't come back at any second. There's certain biblical parameters that must take place.
0: That's right. And one of them is revelation of the man of sin. And you can read about it in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And don't let them twist your arm on it or twist the Scripture. And don't let them rest the Scriptures to their own destruction. Amen. That says that that day shall not come the Lord's return until the man of sin has been revealed. That's right. And the church, general, the church in general does not know his name. They don't know where he at. They're trying to say it's Juan Carlos. They're trying to say it's this guy and that guy. Well, I'm going to tell you something, folks. (laughs) If you're not going to be here, why are you worrying about the name of the Antichrist for? If you're going to be raptured, why worry about the name of the Antichrist? Do something else. Don't waste your time looking. You're not going to be here, so why worry about it? (laughs) You know, it's that simple. It's that simple. You know, Bruce, uh, uh, Shannon, I had a... a, our preacher he said, Well, I don't worry about it. The Lord will take care of all this. I said, Well yeah, okay. Well I guess okay, yeah. The Lord'll take care of it. I said, if if you if the people in your church can pray down manna from heaven when this crunch comes, then uh you'll be okay. Oh, they can pray down manna from heaven, that ain't a problem. I said, Oh it isn't I said, Well let me ask you something. If your folks can pray down manna from heaven over there in your in your in your big church that you got with pillars and, 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 and gold trim and all that I said, if they can pray down manna from heaven, how come people ain't jumping out of wheelchairs and the blind seeing and the lame walk? And, uh, oh, well, blah, uh, blah, bu- blah, bu- blah. Bu- bu- that's right,
1: I, brother. That's I, the signs that will follow them that believe.
0: That's right. And In then, my you name, know, and They
1: shall cast out devils.
0: They say, Al, who do you think the two witnesses are? I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. The two witnesses are not going around telling anybody they're the two witnesses. I can tell you that right now. They are and, establishing a track record of some type that you will recognize them when they do, But when, but... You will know the two witnesses by the deeds and the works that they do. You will know them by their fruits and by the works they do. And they're not going to be going around telling anybody they're the two witnesses, believe me.
1: No, exactly right. There's no two witnesses in training, folks. You're going to see them with power that the flames can shoot out of their mouth and barbecue right. people.
0: One thing's for sure, uh, wherever they are, they've been told they can't be killed, and uh, because they can't be killed until the time comes. You know. You know, my granddad said to my mother back in 46 or so, he said, I don't know how the world's going to see these two guys rise up. The whole world will watch them be killed and then rise up the third day. He says, there's got to be some kind of a technological something, you know, where we can do that. Well, sure enough, when TV came out, he says, you know, there it is, some kind of television. You can watch people do things and sure as the world, we now have satellite television, and you can see it takes three birds. It takes Indian Ocean Bird. I used to be a satellite controller for Intelsat. It takes uh, Indian Ocean Bird, Atlantic Ocean Bird, Pacific Ocean Bird, and you can blanket the whole world with this, with one message at, simultaneously at one time everywhere in the world. And we've reached that point of technology uh, where you can see this happen, and you're going to see it happen within the next seven years. I, I can guarantee it. I haven't got a revelation on that, but I believe by Uh, the 70 years of Israel, they'll be 2018, and the 70 weeks of Daniel, we got the 70th week coming up, and the 70th, the 70 years of Israel, from 48 to 2018, we are going to see these two 70s come together right here shortly, and it all all adds up, and it's coming down. We are now, we've now, I, I mean, I've been trying to watch this thing since 1971, and but now we have all the parameters. We can see it coming to pass. And all these uh, Arab nations over there that are rebelling, it's nothing more than to get a guy in there as, as a a dictator who will, or an extremist who will be more anti-Israel than the guy that's in there now. Qaddafi uh, wasn't anti-Israel enough, so they got to move him removing and put one in who is anti-Israel. The king of Jordan... Uh, he's coming up in Egypt. Egypt, Hosni Mubarak had a peace treaty with uh, Anwar Sadat, signed it way back, and cost him his life. Of course, Yitzhak Rabin, he signed one, and it cost him his life. And the next one signed is probably going to cost him the Gentiles' life, and that'll be, that'll be the American president, maybe. So we'll see what happens. But uh, You
1: know, Al, you brought up something interesting. Uh, Muammar Gaddafi, why is Muammar Gaddafi still a colonel?
0: I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: They keep calling him Colonel Qaddafi. I thought you'd been a five-star general by now.
0: Well, he never. He never. He was a tribal guy, and I guess he never uh, aspired to be any more than that. But uh, you know, some police chiefs, some sheriffs wear a colonel's thing on their on their on their collar, and some of them wear four stars. I think it's kind of uh, uh, presumptuous to wear a four star <laughs> a four star uh, uh, four stars on your collar. Um, was, I mean, he's a
1: de facto, uh, you know, pr- president yep. uh, dictator for the last what forty something years. Um, he hey, yeah, for
0: forty years. Because I,
1: uh, but
0: but I believe I believe they're trying to everybody in the New World Order is trying to depose. This is the deal, folks. Satan wants the Temple Mount. He wants the Temple Mount to install his Antichrist, his uh, his false Messiah, and the Catholic Church is working for it. They want it over there. They're striving for it. The Arabs, of course, the Muslims, they want it because it's the second most whatever place in in, in Islam. However, Muhammad was never in Jerusalem, ever. And Satan wants to take that Temple Mount because the, that is the only place, physical place, in the world that God calls holy. He does call that place holy over there. And uh, he the only other holy place is in the hearts of Every born-again believer, the temple is, exists inside of the, the believer. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And there are no other holy places except the individual hearts of born-again believers and that spot over there. And Satan wants that spot because he's been fighting with God now for over 6,000 years. How many years before the creation of Adam and Eve? I don't know. He fought God. But um, we know he's fighting. He's in he, he's, he's enmity with God. He's been fighting a battle with God for the past, how many ever millennium, and he wants that Temple Mount. He wants to do everything contrary to the to, to the Word of God and everything contrary to God the Father. And he wants that Temple Mount to install his Antichrist on, and he's probably going to get it. According to looks like that what the Scripture says. He will sit over there in the Holy Place, and he will rule for a certain period of time, and then he's done. He's going to find out he's done. His boss loses, you know. Uh,
1: see, Amen. But you know, God's got a redemption plan for Israel.
0: That's right. I God that does.
1: I, God's divorced Israel. You know, we are the new Israel. That's bull crap, folks.
0: That's, that's bull. That's absolutely that's bull. That's right.
1: My words of my granny, who's eighty years old. Malarkey. Some of you don't even know. The point here is, you better get out of God's way, folks. You want to get in God's way and start cursing Israel? You're breaking Genesis twelve three. What happens when the person does that, brother?
0: He says, he who curses the seed of Abraham shall be cursed, and he that blesses the seed of Abraham shall be blessed. Amen. And I'll I tell you, the greatest blessing I ever had in 1969, I was looking for a house in Hawaii so I could have my family stay off the post, off base in Hawaii, and I could go to Vietnam and come home on R&R and leave. And uh, the day I sent $5 to the Hebrew Christian Evangelization Society... I got a phone call from Susie and Jim Peterson, and they said, Sergeant Cuppet, we've got a house up here for 130 bucks a month. Do you want it? I said, do I want it? I surely do. I've been waiting for four months and praying, and I got a house for $130. I gave the Jewish folks the Hebrew Christian Evangelization Society. I think they're in Los Angeles. I sent them 5 bucks finally, and the, I put it in the mail in the Schofield Barracks. I walked across the street, and the phone rang at Wheeler Air Force Base, and here was Susie Peterson and I had a within about thirty minutes I had had a contract on a house for a hundred and thirty dollars a month for eighteen months while I would be gone in, v- in Vietnam and uh, it was the best five dollars that I've ever had blessed. It was offerings. I'd already paid my tithes and I had this was a five dollar offering to the to the evangelization of 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 Jewish folks and the Lord blessed it and that was the greatest return on the investment I've ever had, Bruce. It you know, really Al, blessed.
1: I've never seen a greater blessing in my own life, personally. I'm talking personal experience, folks, than uh, the day back in uh, 2004 mm-hmm. that Brother Al told me about a ministry headed up by uh, a brother named Jerry Golden, Right. Thegoldreport.com, right. and uh, I can tell you that uh, any time I gave to that ministry, I couldn't contain the blessing that came back. You know, folks, That's tell right. me a little bit about the, um, not many people talk about that ministry Al, but you know it's got to be publicized to bring more people in to help. What's what's going to take place? We're going to see a second Holocaust, aren't we?
0: We absolutely. I was sitting over there in uh, 1999, and this Jewish gal who was a Holy Ghost filled Messianic Jewish, she said, "Al, will you help us set up an underground railroad?" And I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, "Man, I, I, what am I going to tell him? I I don't want to say no if I can't. I don't want to say yes or no if I." If I'm not supposed to, or if I'm supposed to, and I don't want to say yes if I can't. And all of a sudden, this Jewish lawyer, an Orthodox Jewish lawyer, pointed at me and said, If you altogether hold your peace at this time, deliverance to the Jews shall come from another place, but you and your father's house shall be destroyed. For who knows if thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? And I said, Hey, that was a scripture wow. I got in the Pentagon on the 6th day of January of 1986. And it shook, it, no, not the 6th, it was the 8th the of January, And it shook my being when I got it. My whole head shook. My whole head vibrated when that man said those words. And I knew then, I said, I got a confirmation. I said, yeah, I'll help. And sure enough, uh, we have now set up this, this underground railroad. It's taken from 1999 until last year. It is operating, it is functional, and it is ready to go. And when the time comes, there's going to be a holocaust, another holocaust, Everything has been set up. The infrastructure is in place. It's going to start here first, and then it's going to go to the Eastern Hemisphere. And the, the foreign troops are here. The foreign police are here. The infrastructure has been built. I've been going around the world for, what, since 1994, 122 cities, 32 states, and six countries. And uh, I have put this word out, and the, the freight was paid by somebody else. The three videos that was that, that I the three video discs that I did was paid for by Davis Motion Pictures, and uh, the book was paid for by no other than Jerry Golden, and the other two videos I did that that, that I that was done was done Stan Johnson the Prophecy Club sent me around the country and what forty some cities twice, and probably I, the most
1: it, successful um, video ever produced by the yeah, Prophecy it was. Club. It,
0: it, was. It, it, it got him out of debt. Uh, The field rep told me that got him out of debt, and uh, that video made the Prophecy Club $200,000 what they told me, and it got him out of debt.
1: uh, Brother Al has been there and done that. I traveled with Brother Al in 2006 to Israel. We've seen portions of uh, this End Time Underground Railroad. People say, is it real? Yep. Absolutely. We've We've sat on... One of them, haven't we?
0: That's right. We 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 sat on one of them, and there's another one, and there's probably going to be another one after that. It's right. bro. When the Lord moves these things, they are going to move supernaturally. Amen. Uh, they are going to they are going to go, and uh, God is going to save a bunch of people in spite of Satan and his legions. God is Amen. going to say, "Satan, I'm drawing the line. You can only do so much." Just like you could with Job, but you couldn't kill him, and there are. When when the devil thinks he's run, going to run the church to ground and kill every one of them, I got news for you folks, the Lord's going to save a bunch of His remnant church Amen. just to prove to the devil he is wrong, and that His word stands forevermore.
1: Amen. It says we'll do we'll do great exploits in these last days.
0: That's right. That's right. I'm Somebody serious.
1: To do that, folks.
0: I just go one day. What do you think? Oh, I think one day at a time. I look up the road about one day at a time. I try to do what the Lord showed me to do today and tomorrow. And uh, I go where I'm invited. I don't go where I'm not invited. I learned the hard way about trying to sell people the right Bible and tell them to get the right stuff. And so I just do what I'm what I'm invited to do. And I, I, I go where I'm invited. I don't try to go where I'm not invited because that just leads to, to to having a spiritual. They stick a spiritual knife in your ribs and twist it if you go where you're not invited.
1: Brother Alfred, some people out there listening right now that have been on the fence and the Holy Spirit is drawing them to make a decision for Christ. How can someone receive Jesus Christ tonight who's tuning in?
0: Well, first of all you must understand that we're all sinners. From the day we were born, we were altogether born in sin. We were conceived sometimes in sin, a lot of us, and we have the sin nature in in our in our being ever since adam and eve fell the sin nature has, call, has come upon fallen man and you are a sinner unless you are saved by grace the soul that sinneth, it shall die the wages of sin is death and the lord would have everybody come to repentance and that everybody should be saved and that you could have your name written in the lamb's book of life but you must come to that point and to decide and to not to decide is to decide if you say, well, I'll just think about Jesus tomorrow. Nope, it's too late. You've already decided not to decide. You've made your decision, and you'll be held accountable for that for that decision. And God is not going to send anybody to hell who doesn't have a chance, in his eyes, one way or another, to accept his Messiah, to accept Christ as your Savior, and the perpetuation for your sins. You have to come to that point of contrition where you are sorry for your sins. You must understand you are a wretched sinner, that you were born that way, and no matter how much good works you do, salvation is a gift of God and not of works, lest any man should boast on how much he's done. And you get the same pay if you get saved when you're 90 years old, if you get saved when you're 10 years old. You get the same reward, or you get a crown of life. And uh, so that is, you must First come to the knowledge that you are a gross sinner and you are going to the pit when you die if you do not understand and repent of your sins as directed and and convicted by the Holy Spirit and fall upon your knees and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Father, forgive me in the name of Jesus that I perish not. And if you don't come to that point in your life and you don't seek that point in your life, you've heard the words tonight on this program, you heard the words and on the 30th day of March of 2011, you heard the words that I'm a sinner and i got to repent. And if you don't do that, at some point before you die, you will miss heaven for eternity. I'm telling you now, That's if there's anything that Shannon and I want to tell you, you will miss heaven. You will miss the heavenly kingdom, and you'll be separated from God forever in the lake of fire that burneth forever and ever, because... God gives you a choice. You either serve him through faith in Jesus Christ, a heartfelt spiritual conversion that, that changes everything in your life, or you will go without that and you will perish in the pit. That's Amen. the only two options that you have.
1: Amen. You know, folks, and uh, Brother Al, there's some people that listen to these Alex Jones shows 24-7, yeah. and they may know as much as anyone on the plot to the New World Order. But right. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter, folks right what you knew about the um the plan of attack of the enemy well you it was know vain my friends
0: it says what what it said what will a man give in exchange for his soul? you know what profits a man if he gain the whole world and and lose his own soul if you defeat the new world order for two years, if you defeat the new world order and you go and then uh you die in your sins in, in some accident or you die what have you gained you've lost you, you may you may. Uh, if you run through the hills from the New World Order and, and, and try to dodge them for two years or three years, and you, don't, you aren't saved and born again, when you die, you go to hell anyhow. Amen. You don't, go, you don't go past go, and you don't collect $200. You go to the pit, you know. That's right. And I'm not being facetious, but that's what it is. You will perish forever and ever. And uh, the Lord spoke about hell more than he did about heaven. And he warned you there is a place that God created for those who will not accept his Messiah, who will, not, who will not fall upon their knees, who will not confess Jesus as the Lord of glory and, and as the Messiah of Israel and as the Savior of the world. There is no other way. I am the way, the truth, and the light. And no man cometh unto me, life, but by, but by me, is what the, Lord, what the Lord says.
1: Amen, folks. Uh, number one, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Then if you wake up and you were in Japan when they had that earthquake and you were washed out to sea, that's fine. You would be with glory and glory right now with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Doesn't right. Doesn't matter what happens to your body. You're promoted. That's right. You you're get into the King English? James Word throughout these um, throughout these corrupted Bibles. Right. And don't fall into the trap, folks, of getting on the bandwagon of attacking Israel.
0: Right. Bless Israel. That's right. That's the best thing you can do. If you can't say anything good about the Jews, shut your mouth. Just be quiet. You yes. know, I love you, folks. I'm kind of speaking kind of blunt, but time is short. We're running out of time. You don't have much time. You have not tomorrow. Today's the day of salvation. You don't have tomorrow. You might not have a breath tomorrow. You may die in your sleep tonight of congestive heart failure. I got a friend of mine who looked like a strapping health, and he's in the hospital right now with congestive heart failure. And he he's, he's been thinking he's a Christian for a long time, and he's such a he's a, really a tough fellow. And my buddy and I have been trying to tell him, and uh, I'm going up to see him, and. Uh, And you can know all about Jesus in your head. You can know all about Jesus. I knew about Jesus in my head. I went to church from the time I was born to the time I was saved 29 years later. I knew about Jesus, but I hadn't got on my knees and repented. I was playing a game with God, and it cost me almost cost me my life. Amen. You could know everything
1: about Bible prophecy, folks, from the beginning to the end. You could have the greatest revelation of all time. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, it didn't do you a bit of good.
0: Right, and you have to say, "Lord, forgive me of my sins, O God. I'm sorry, Jesus, for my sins." When you fear those tears coming, if you feel tears coming and a sudden weeping sensation, that's the Holy Spirit, and you say, Lord, "Lord, Jesus, save me from my sins." Don't you dare say, "Get out of here!" Don't you make me cry, man? You re- that will be that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit if you try to make that weeping go away. The Holy Spirit is bringing you to is drawing you into the Lord. And don't you dare ever try to reject that, that that weeping and say, get out of here, I don't want that. That is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You've it may be, be the
1: last time you ever get, folks, in the Lord before the Lord turns you to a reprobate mind. You don't That's want right. that to
0: happen. That's you right. don't want to spurn the Holy
1: right. Spirit. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, in the five minutes we've got remaining, brother, how can someone be baptized in the Holy Ghost?
0: Well, you know, years ago when the churches were full of holy people and the Holy Gospel was being preached, you'd come to the altar and you'd get up there, and they'd pray with you, and the preacher would be anointed to speak on the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As the as Spirit gave them utterance, they spoke through the tongues that the Spirit gave them utterance, and they would, you could get baptized usually at the altar. But nowadays, there's, most of the churches don't have any altars. So you might if you're worried about that, if, if you know you're born again saved, don't you dare try to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you're not saved. You'll get an evil spirit. Amen. And so you, you, you kneel down beside your bed and say, okay, Lord, I've heard Shannon and Al talk about this. And I read it in my Bible. You get your Bible and you start reading through Acts. You read all the way through Acts. And then you read through Corinthians. And read in there and ask the Lord to show you. And you'll get down and you start to pray. And, Lord, I know I'm saved and born again. And I believe. Now, if you don't believe, you're not going to get it. If you're a Baptist brother, you're not going to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit because you have, your pastor and your church has has beat on the Holy Spirit and and grieved the Holy Ghost and said it's of the devil when it's not. I can tell you right now, it's straight from heaven. And you've come close to blaspheming the Holy Spirit by attributing to Satan the things of God. So don't be doing that and get down on your knees and say, okay, Lord, I read here in my Bible where Cornelius got filled with the Holy Ghost. And then uh, I see here where in, in Acts chapter 18 and chapter 19 where where Apollos and Paul were preaching and a bunch of people got filled with the Holy Ghost I want that experience I want you to baptize me and you start praying for it and if you don't get it then you ask the Lord Lord why am I not getting the baptism of the Holy Spirit If, if you don't if you're seeking something from the Lord and you don't get it then you ask the Lord why? you get down and you say Lord why is this not happening? show me what I'm doing wrong you know and so he will show you and I'm telling you when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you'll feel right about your solar plexus, you're going to feel a, a strange language coming up and it's coming out on your tip of your tongue and you can either let it let it come out or you can stop it if you're scared, you can stop it the first time, but you when you feel that coming up out of your very vocal cords where it is is where it starts, that's where you feel it and it comes the, the spirit comes up there and all of a sudden it comes out. Now, it can come out in English. The Holy Spirit, he can he can manifest himself and come out in English. But usually it'll it'll be in a foreign tongue first or a strange tongue that you don't understand, and you can pray in that tongue. When you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you can then pray in an unknown tongue. You can pray and make intercession uh, about what the Holy what God wants you to pray about, not what you want to pray about. And so the Holy Spirit can come upon you and you'll get this baptism and then things can really happen. I mean, really wonderful things can happen after that. That's just the beginning of of your Holy Ghost filled, completely filled and baptized life. You're born of the Spirit when you get saved. You are filled with the Spirit when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, as it says in the Bible. And as John the Baptist preached, you should be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And you want to pray for the fire, so uh once you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, say, okay, Lord, if I'm going to be doing this thing for you and I'm, I'm equipped for service in the kingdom, baptize me with the whole thing. And then you start living and ask the Lord how you're supposed to live. And you, you should be doing that when you got saved. How you're supposed to dress and how you're supposed to talk and all that. All this stuff changes when you get saved, folks. Everything becomes new when you get saved.
1: Amen. Folks, and then we need to get busy and do what the Lord has asked us That's to That's right. We need to work like he is not coming back for another hundred years, but be ready to meet him if he came back tomorrow, so to speak. We've got that's a job right. to
0: do. That's right. That's right. The job is, is, is not
1: sitting on the church pews week after week and then going to Longhorn Steakhouse and think we did the Lord a service.
0: That's right. Yeah. You could, you probably got to say what?
1: It's called laying hands on the sick. That's right. It's called speaking in tongues. It's called preaching the gospel and it's called blessing Israel.
0: That's right. And if your heart is right with God and you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you can preach. Without knowing a, knowing very much, the Holy Spirit can speak through you like Chinese beggar boys did at 8 years old over in China back in 1920. And uh, the Lord can use you mightily. But you need to start memorizing the King James Scriptures. You need to ask the Lord to help you memorize Scripture. Start memorizing Scripture now. Everybody out there, start memorizing Scripture. Read it out loud Read two or three chapters a day and read them out loud so you can see them, hear them, and speak them at the same time. You must remember Scripture. And don't wait till you're 60 years old, because if you wait till you're 60 years old, you ain't gonna, you're going to have trouble remembering stuff. So learn it while you're young, and you can, you can, you can learn it while you're young.
1: Amen. Folks, uh, you've been listening to Brother Al Cuppett today. Brother Al, are you still on every Tuesday night on the Freedom Fighters Network?
0: Yeah, I'm on Freedom Fighters for America, you every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, right? Eastern, PM, Eastern, Eastern, time? Eastern Eastern time, right.
1: Folks, you can tune in to Brother Al every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Now, Brother Al, if someone wanted to drop you a line,
0: yep. uh,
1: what's the best way to reach you?
0: Well, you just drop me a, a letter or a postcard to Box 111, Wolftown, Virginia, like Big Bad Wolf, Wolftown, Virginia, 22748. You don't even need a zip code. You just put Al Cup at Wolftown, Virginia, and it'll get here. The post office is 8 by 12.
1: <laughs> Please uh, Brother Al, I uh, enjoyed having you all tonight. Would you close in prayer?
0: Roger. We will surely do that. Heavenly Father, we just thank you in the name of Jesus for this program, for this ministry. We ask you, Lord, that the hearts that have listened to us tonight, that they'll open their ears and eyes. Their spiritual ears might be opened better each and every day. And Lord, if there's one out there that's not saved tonight, we ask you, Lord, that they would fall upon their knees and say, Dear Jesus, save my soul, cleanse my heart, and give me a home in heaven, and speak to the Lord and repent in the name of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus for your salvation. Thank you, Lord, for this program. Watch the folks next week till, till the program is on again, Lord. Until we see the program again, or in, if we don't see them on this side of Jordan, Lord, we'll see them on the other side. Folks, we'll see you here or on the other side, one or the other. In Jesus' name we ask it, amen and amen.
1: Amen. Love and appreciate you, brother. God okay, bless you brother. for
0: coming on tonight. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Except was Brother Al Cuppet. God bless him. Keep him in prayer. And uh, we're going to go to uh, about a five-minute break, and then we're going to be back with Pastor James Mobley. You're listening to Omega Man Radio.